this past week, we had eight priests from around the world here at St. Willibrod and St. Ignatius. And this is, this is the pictures, all of us in, in front of St. Joseph's Oratory. And, um, and, and I do mean around, from all over the world. There were some of them who were taking pictures of snow. You know, we had like an Australian here and, and we had, and th there was one priest, one priest who traveled for 35 hours to get here. And that wasn't the Australian. He was a priest from Durban, South Africa, who spent a, a day and a half basically traveling to get here. And, and don't worry, he texted me yesterday, he it was a much shorter uh, 30 hours to get home. You know, shaved off five hours on that flight home. All the priests were invited here because that's what, no, it's not. All the priests were invited here because we are all part of a divine renovation network uh, of parishes. This is a global network of parishes attempting, attempting renewal by applying three key principles. The primacy of evangelization, reliance on the Holy Spirit, and investing in the best of leadership. And, and Divine Renovation wanted to gather uh, some of those, some of the leaders of this movement to think through together what the next 10 years look like. What the next 10 years in parish renewal is, is going to be about and how do we start multiplying the success that we are having. The and so they decided to have it here in Montreal, at St. Willibrod's and, and St. Ignatius parishes, because not only were one of the leaders in this movement, but because of the success we're having in this mi missionary partnership here at St. Will's. That's an example uh, that, 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 that can be replicated elsewhere. This is, this is an example that the church around the world is looking at. You know that that first reading from the, the the first reading today has a passage that I find really really compelling. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. This is Isaiah speaking to God. Oh, that you would tear the open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence. What I love about this is the sense of longing, the longing that Isaiah has, a longing to see God, a longing for God to be seen by others. That, that longing, I found, I saw that same longing in all the priests who, who came this week. I know that I have that longing. I want to see God, to make God known and seen by others. And, and there is, I believe, uh, 
that same longing, that same longing to make God known in all of you. You know, I know Father Robert last year would, would tell you often that what we're doing here matters. It matters for the church around the world. Well, he was right. The world is watching. And the, the world isn't watching us so much. It is watching to see what God is doing here. What mountains are being moved and shaken through all of you. And that's part of the reason why when when Father Robert was in hospital and very sick, he was so adamant to me and to others that this missionary partnership continue. Well, despite all the difficulties, we are seeing success, and in some ways we are an example and an inspiration to people from all over the world. Your yes, your yes to going on mission, your yes to what God is doing here, your yes to, to, to going to, to Alpha and then inviting people to Alpha in turn, your yes in getting involved and engaged in the parish, it is making a difference. And I want to thank you. Thank you all for that yes. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And thank you on behalf of these priests from around the world who are awakening to the possibilities of doing something similar in their own parishes and in their own dioceses. So today, I have to echo what St. Paul is saying in that second reading. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech, knowledge of every kind. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that we have found here. That we have that we've been that we've reawakened in this parish. And I thank you for that. Inviting those priests to come and see what we're doing here will no doubt have ripple effects down the road that, that I can't foresee. And I know I learned an enormous amount from them about how God is working in their parishes, about what God's grace is doing around the world in this moment, and how they're trying to multiply the impact they're having. That, that gathering, that inviting all these priests to come to Montreal got me thinking about the power of invitation. And I think that power of invitation is so, so important during this Advent season. Invitations can have a huge impact. You know, we have examples, we have countless examples, really, of, of people being invited to Alpha and being transformed having their lives changed because of that invitation to go to Alpha. This Tuesday at the Potluck, we'll probably have hear a couple of those stories, I'm sure, Terrell. Is that, you're, you're lining up those stories for this, uh, for this Tuesday, I know. And, and so today, as we begin this Advent season, this time of preparing for, for Christmas, pre preparing to welcome a new Jesus Christ into our midst, I want to urge you to do lots and lots 
inviting. First of all, invite the Advent season into your life. You know, I get that we all just want to jump straight ahead to Christmas. That's what every store wants us to do, is to jump straight ahead to Christmas. That's what all the, like the radio, this radio station that's just playing Christmas carols starting, like it's already started from now until, I think December 26th, they start it. They stop it, you know, they just go and then it's like December 26th. It's like everything wants to jump ahead to Christmas. But let Advent be Advent. And because I can't wait to get to Christmas as well. But, but maybe let's make room for Advent. For that time when we prepare our heart to receive Christ. To receive his mercy and his love. To remind ourselves of God's incredible love for us. So much so that he sent his son. His son, the light of the world, into the darkness. last night I went over to some friend's house for a drink and they invite me over for a drink after the kids go to bed because it's like a wrestling match you know trying to get all the kids in bed so they they sort of when once that's done come on over we'll have a drink and and they had they were telling me that they'd spend a good chunk of the day decorating the house for Christmas you know the lights and the garlands and the poinsettias and all that stuff and outside they had you know they had the these big inflatable, they have a big front lawn, so they have like those big inflatable light up things like reindeer and Santa, and, but they also had a big inflatable crash scene, which I've never seen before, that was cool. But, the, uh, but they also, when I go into their house, they laid out on the kitchen table, you know, they had this purple table runner and they had an advent wreath there. And they said that starting today, before every meal, they light the advent candle, like we have here, and they take a moment with the kids to thank God and thank Jesus for coming into the world. And look, I've, I've been to their house during dinner time, or, you know, it's chaos. You know, there, there's kids who don't want to eat what's put in front of them. There are kids who are eating before they start to pray, you know, and, they, and, the, and the parents are just trying to, it's just, it's... It's basically survival mode, right? Trying to, just trying to get through it. The, the, and you just said, like, if I can just get through it, and if one kid brings his dish back to the, to the sink at the end, that's like a win or something, you know? It's like, they, that's, they're no different than anybody else. But amidst all that chaos, the point is they're trying to make room for Advent, for this time of anticipation and spiritual preparation. So I ask you to invite the season of Advent into your life. Even before you invite Christmas, invite this, this season of Advent. I believe it matters if you want Christmas to be a, a little bit more about Christ and a little less about the masses. Not the masses here, but the masses of people at the shopping mall, the, the masses of, of shopping that you have to do, the, the mass of food that you have to prepare, all that sort of stuff. If you want Christmas to have, be a little bit more about Christ, start with making this season a little bit more about Advent. And I also ask you to invite God into all of this. All of this. God, God wants to be part of your life, not just your Sunday mornings. And here's the thing. He doesn't care how messy and chaotic and out of control your life is. 
God wants to be part of all of it. You know, if you were to invite a guest over for dinner, you invite me over for dinner to your house, for instance, you know, you're probably going to be scrambling at the last minute to make sure the place is clean or relatively so. You know, you may be throwing things into a closet to get them out of the way, declutter a little bit. You're, you're cleaning the bathroom, trying to scrub the toothpaste that's been there for three weeks that you haven't got, and now it's like stuck on. You're trying to get that out off the sink. And then, and then the kitchen. <sighs> the kitchen. You know, like if you're like me, when you're receiving guests over, this is where you dread, why did I ever want an open concept house? I want, to, I want to shut off my kitchen so nobody can see the mess. But compare that to when your best friend comes over on a Saturday morning for coffee, for instance. And you don't care, if you and your best friend's coming over, you don't care if the school bags are still in the entryway, the kitchen isn't cleaned up from breakfast. You know, as long as there's a mug clean somewhere or a mug that you can just wash there and pour a cup of coffee, and sit down with your best friend, that's what's important. Because your best friend doesn't care how put together you look on the outside. And you just want to spend time catching up and talking about everything and nothing. That's who God wants to be for you. Your best friend with whom there is no pretense. You don't have to, to get dressed up for your best friend. Invite God into your life and, and just, you know, just make room for him. Just throw that backpack off the, the kitchen chair and just sit down with him and, and chat and have a chat with your best friend. And the third invitation that I'd ask you to make this season is to invite people to church this Christmas. Invite your friends. Invite the new neighbor colleague from work you know we're in the throes of planning for Christmas and it's going to be really great this year I truly believe it's going to be really awesome at Christmas here at St. Willibrods Kara's getting a, a youth choir together you, you had your first rehearsal yesterday with it you, so we got we're going to have a youth choir we're going to have there'll be the, well we won't everything if you're here last year you saw some of it but it'll be a little bit it'll be even more amped up and so I, I would love I would love for you not only to join us but to invite the people in your life to come and join us too and it doesn't take much to invite to invite them you don't have to there's no turkey to prepare when you're inviting people to church here you know you, you don't have to there's no kitchen that needs cleaning, but it's about just inviting people and saying, hey, I don't know what you have on, what you've got planned for Christmas Eve, but I'd love for you to join, join me at Christmas Mass at St. Willibrods. It's going to be really beautiful with great music. It's a great way to start off the holiday. And all that's going to matter, all that's going to be required of you is that maybe you have to scooch over in the pew to make a little bit of room for them when they arrive. Invitations matter. 
You know, it matters to those Alpha guests who had their lives transformed this fall in our Alpha. It matters to those priests we invited here this past week. Invitations matter, so I am inviting you to, to let Advent be Advent this year, to invite that season in, in order to make Christmas Christmas. And I invite you to, to, to invite God into your life, into your everyday life, to welcome him as a friend. And I invite you to invite others, to invite others to join us here this Christmas. power of invitation is a powerful, powerful thing. It can shake mountains. It can change lives. It can be the start of something, of a journey for someone, someone you don't even, you can't even imagine where they are in their journey. But it can be the start of a journey towards that, that wonderful relationship with Emmanuel, God with us, who breaks through the, at Christmas, who breaks through all the clutter and the noise and comes into our lives. And he wants to be part of your life. He wants to be part of the lives 